0: Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and I'm in the midst of doing something really spectacular. I'm in the midst of interviewing 500 humans on their credibility. These are powerful people talking about who they are, what they do, how they relate to the world, who they serve. And it is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to get a really great point of view of who they are. You're going to get ideas and aha moments and how you can present yourself better. I've taken three of those interviews. They're six to ten minutes each. Taking three of those, combine them to be this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Please enjoy. If you like it, click on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Hi, Mitchell Levy, Global Credibility Expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Debbie Lynn Grace who is the CEO of Debbie Lynn Grace International. She is a transformational leader, author, and international speaker, as well as one of my friends. Debbie Lynn, nice to meet you. Nice to have you as part of the show.
1: Oh, I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. So
1: tell me, what is your customer point of pain? What is that CPOP? Well, anybody that's on a spiritual journey who has an energy block in any area of their life.
0: Wow. Okay. I I actually, I know I I'm visualizing. So I'm a visual thinker. So my brain's going up and I'm, I'm visualizing all the people who have been on that spiritual journey and then something hit. Tell me a little bit more. What do you do?
1: Yeah. Well, what happens is when people walk on their spiritual journey, they have feel in their heart, this yearning to have greater purpose in their life. And then, but they also have the day-to-day living. They have their career, they have their personal relationships And somehow what happens is they have blocks in terms of fears or old programming or patterns of behavior that they don't know how to give and have that fulfilling life that their heart is yearning for. And so they walk the spiritual journey and yet they have all these blocks in their life, finances, love, relationships, career. And I show them how to remove and dissolve all those energy blocks so that it's a seamless integration between their everyday life and their spiritual journey.
0: Oh, absolutely. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I know this, but I, I'm curious to hear your answer. How do you have the credibility to do what you do?
1: Well, I started out like most people do that mainstream of, type of career. My background is marketing and business growth. I've been in marketing for, I don't know, 15, 20 years before I decided to launch my own marketing consulting business in 1994 and not long after doing that I went through a painful divorce and so I turned to my support system and I turned to my sister Lisa who was an energy worker and an intuitive and she led me on this path for my own emotional healing to learn a form of energy work so by day I was learning how by day I was building my marketing consulting business and by night I was learning this form of energy work called flow alignment and connection and what that ultimately led for me to do is be able to have the gift and ability of tracking energy flow in any person or situation around the world and identify where there's an energy block and remove that flow. So I started to help people do that in their business, remove the energy blocks in their business. And ultimately, through my own intuition and my own initial guidance, I was getting such information about people in their own personal life that I started to help them remove energy blocks in their personal life besides their business. And that just turned into my whole life's calling. And ultimately, I'm an empath, I'm a highly sensitive person, and I'm a very gifted intuitive. And so many of my, most of my following are people from all over the world, whether they're retired, they're a stay-at-home mom, they're a corporate professional, they're a global leader. They all turn to me, mostly people that are highly sensitive and have that gift. And they have this yearning for a greater purpose in their life or they're living their purpose. And it's still not in flow. And I help them show, I give them very practical tools to get into flow.
0: Oh, beautiful. Actually, I'm just going to reinforce having been in the room, in your presence, uh, both physically and virtually all those terms, everything that Debbie Lynn says about herself is actually honestly true. She's absolutely spectacular. Um, How do you go about sharing that credibility? How I got lucky enough to see it because I've been in your presence. How do people actually find out, learn more about you in terms of your, basically your marketing plan? What do you do?
1: yeah well, um, I pretty much um, have a following through I've been doing webinars for like over fifteen years and teleseminars. I do a lot of free programs online, but I also speak to live audiences around the world. I have my own live events, so it's really a combination of of getting out there in all the medium, whether it's Facebook, instagram, LinkedIn um, and and really mostly people finding me through word of mouth, through my, my free webinars. That's, that's the greatest impact I have and be able to share my own journey and to share my tools that I help people with. I, I
0: have to tell you, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed how you presented yourself, who you were in terms of coming to the table just today. Uh, mm-hmm. Debbie Lynn Grace says that all the time. If you're on a spiritual journey and you have a block and the block is either seen, known, or unknown, and you're looking for help, you're looking for support, you're looking for somebody to help you, Debbie Lynn Grace is someone you should absolutely reach out to. Um, Debbie Lynn, how do people best reach out to you?
1: Yeah, um, just go to my website, Grace.com. There's a bunch of free downloads of audios and and ebooks that you can also access. And if you want to reach out to me personally, it's customercare at dot com.
0: Beautiful. You know who you are. If you need customer care, reach out. Debbie Lynn, thanks so much for sharing your your expertise, your credibility with us today.
1: It's been a delight. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you are welcome. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Click on the like button, share with your friends. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Jeff Mund is our current guest today. He helps CEOs and their teams step out of their day-to-day drama so that together they can create what really matters. Jeff came to executive coaching and leadership development after a 25-year career in law, consulting, and financial services. Jeff, great to have you on the show.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Mitchell. It's great to be here.
0: You're absolutely welcome. Uh, so tell me, what is your customer point of pain, your CPOP?
2: Uh, C-suite executives who are stuck between uh, making an impact and having a life.
0: Huh. Huh. So having sat on the board of a public company, I, I could say uh, those people who are part of the team, those people we interviewed, that is that is a huge, huge issue. Uh, sometimes it's an issue people don't recognize, <laughs> and it turns out to be family and personal problems. Tell me a little bit more. What do you do?
2: Um, well, I find that a lot of people are, are stuck in this place where they have two beliefs that they that they think conflict with each other. So the one is they really want to make an impact in the world. They, they really want you – know, they've got a mission. They've got a personal sense of responsibility to make the world a better place. And on the other hand, um, you know they they want they want to have a life. They want to have a sense of ease, a sense of comfort, a sense of connection to other people, even a sense of joy. And they think that these two things conflict with each other. They're they're told by our society that no, you're nose to the grindstone. You have to be working twenty four seven. It's all effort. Never get time to relax. But my experience is exactly the opposite. That the more ease that you can have, that you can actually bring to your, your life, to your work life, the more connection you can have, the more effective you can be, the greater impact you can have. So these two things that people believe conflict, I actually show them, no, they actually complement each other. And here's how we're going to uh, bring those two things together.
0: Yeah, that was very beautiful. And and by the way, I do agree. Society is wrong <laughs> yeah. Perfect. and your approach is right. Not that there's ever right and wrong, but <laughs> there's lots of gray in there. Um, how do you have credibility to do what you do?
2: Um, 25 years of making mistakes on myself. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, been in roles at organizations where I've managed people, where I've lo- led large scale efforts. I, I come to the Coaching world through the, you know, um school of hard knocks, if you will. I've certainly struggled with these issues. I struggled with panic attacks early in my career with this kind of overachiever mentality, this idea that I had to be all things to all people all the time. And it it, it collapsed on me. And I um, you know, in addition to my corporate life, uh, I've been studying behavior change and how humans grow and develop for the last 20 years. I've also had a 24-year meditation practice that I I find has just been instrumental in um, showing people uh, the possibilities, just through my own example and my own experience.
0: Hmm. That's that's uh, that's actually beautiful. I'm just trying to think. I I I think at one point in time you had a quick customer story that you want to talk about i don't know if you wanted to bring that out or if you just feel like i just think you just said a beautiful job of sharing how you have credibility
2: well I, i can give you an example of how i've worked with someone and this is someone who i've been working with for the past two two and a half years and um when she came to me she was in this state of Never enough, never enough, never enough. And that, and that showed up for her both, both as a personal story. I am not enough, and therefore my value is based on what I do, what I produce in the world. Um, and that, that story drove her day. It was always about how much have I gotten done on my to-do list? Where am I? You know, how are people looking at me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we, together, through the work that we did, we were able to move into this space where she saw when she wasn't in that frantic state, when she could calm herself down, when she could take a little bit bigger view of the world, she was more than enough. She was, you know, all that and more. And and she created reminders for herself every day to go into that place, she even has a, um, a bracelet that she wears that says more than enough mm. and by doing that, it reminded her to to you know keep an idea the, keep, keep the the scope of things clear, keep the things that were important to her clear and she almost never goes into that panic state now, and she's continued to get promotion after promotion. Additional responsibility after additional responsibility. When the organization is trying to save someone, they call on her to have a conversation and say, you know, this is why you need to stay here. And this is why we're committed to this bigger picture. I mean, it's really been inspiring for me to watch her.
0: That's absolutely beautiful. And it's a beautiful tagline, more than enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how do you go about sharing your credibility? How, do, how, how does that, what sort of marketing do you do for yourself?
2: Right now, I do a lot of writing on LinkedIn. I do some um, public speaking, but mostly if people want to find out about what I do or how I think, um, you know, looking at the things that I've posted on LinkedIn, reaching out to me on LinkedIn is probably the best way.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful, simple, easy. Yeah. So word of mouth marketing, LinkedIn marketing advertising to get your brand out. For somebody like you, that's typically where... We're, we're yeah, people, I mean, uh,
2: it's all about establishing relationships. I, you know, the, the people who hire me are people who, you know, we've had some one-to-one interaction and I understand them uh, at a pretty deep level before we decide, hey, this makes sense to work together.
0: So if if you're listening to this and you or you know somebody who's stuck between a rock and a hard place, the desire to do well and the desire to have a personal life, yeah, uh, you should probably reach out to... Jeff Munn. Jeff, what is a good way for people to reach out to you?
2: Well, certainly LinkedIn, um, but also uh, an email to um, jeff at jmunn.com or through my website, jmunn.com. Those are are the best ways to reach me.
0: Sorry, had to take a quick drink. (laughs) Almost slipped in before you finished. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for sharing your credibility with us today.
2: Thank you, Mitchell. It's been a pleasure.
0: Hey, and if you're watching us and this is you, um, definitely reach out to Jeff. He's, he's pretty amazing. I've enjoyed our green room conversation and this particular conversation and, uh, click on the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Thank you. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, and in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is, is one of my long-term friends, Mark Babbitt, who is the president of World QIQ. Mark now focuses on mentoring, and enjoys helping others not just to be stronger leaders, but the next best version of themselves. Mark, welcome, great to have you.
3: Great to, great to be here, Mitchell.
0: Absolutely. Beautiful. Hey, so Mark, what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP?
3: Well, for me, Mitchell, it's business leaders who absolutely know at least some element of their workplace sucks, but they just don't have a clue how to fix it.
0: <laughs> okay. So what does that like represent like 90% of every business leader? <laughs> yeah.
3: My, yes. My customer pool is wide open.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit more. What do
3: you do? So, we we coined a phrase called workplace intelligence, and workplace intelligence helps us look at five components that, through decades of data, have shown impact company culture and climate in in negative or positive ways. and And so we take a we help a leader take a look at those five five elements. Um, the first is the existing company culture. How do we get our work done now? What's it really like to work here? the dominant leadership style, whether or not people are rewarded based on uh, purpose-driven performance or not, are they just trading hours for dollars, Um, the employee experience, and we don't call it employee engagement for a very good reason we can talk about later, but the employee experience. And finally, the newest thing, um, and we learned this in writing our our old book, uh, World Gone Social, was um, a sense of community or a sense of belonging. Is this where I should be right now is this the company i choose to work for is this a company i would uh, refer my friends to and uh and so that that's our that's our newest component of workplace intelligence so Mitchell basically through a series of um, assessments and interviews um uh, creating a safe place where where people can you know talk about the good stuff and maybe the not so good stuff we we help the organization figure out exactly where their climate is now what's it you know again? What's it like to work there now? And we also let them define what they want, that what what they would like the ideal climate to be. And then we sit down with the leaders and we look at this sometimes expansive gap between current and ideal. And we, we just sit down and in uh, one tick at a time help help real, help them realize the values and behaviors that'll move them closer to ideal
0: that's perfect that was by the way that was exactly the question I was going to go in and you beat me to the to the chase so so Mark tell me how do you have the credibility to do what you do
3: well uh, I think my um my 12 year old son yes I'm one of those 60 year olds that has a 12 year old son at home um he would tell me that it's because I'm old and (laughs) and I think experience certainly comes to play here I've been doing this um Mitchell uh, as you let's just say you're not old I, no, just, no, okay, you know. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I grew up as a Silicon Valley engineer, and and in the '80s, and and just watching the dysfunction there. Um, it kind, it was kind of born and bred there, but it just kind of migrated everywhere, and and the bottom line mattered more than than human souls did, and and we just stopped making decisions for all the right reasons. And, and, and I, and people blame it on the industrial age. And I get that people blame it on command and control leadership. I certainly get that, but we just stopped being human. And, and, and without those human relationships, we, we, all of us, whether we liked it or not, we were literally trading man hours for, uh, for a paycheck and, and the workplaces eventually um, deteriorated. And, and thank God, Mitchell, we're just now getting to the point where, Human-centered cultures are taking center stage again, and we're putting good first, and, and we're making decisions for all the right reasons, not just, not just to make the third quarter uh, shareholder report look good, and, and we're finally starting to see a swing. Um, and I know it's counter to the culture we're certainly in. People talk about how divisive our, our social world is now and the incivility we all see, but on my end, Mitchell, we're starting to see real breakthroughs in, in human-centered company cultures. Oh,
0: I, I agree. I, uh, so here I'm going to summarize. You've been there, you've done that, you've seen bad and you recognize good and have a s- chosen process and structured approach that can help people do that themselves. I, I absolutely love that. I want to move on to the next question. If you don't mind, but that's, that was my summary of what you said. I thought it was, it well, was I, I wish say. I would have said it
3: just like that. It would have saved us several seconds.
0: No, no, but you did great. <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, yours was much much more robust and much more heartfelt. I just thought I'd summarize. Um <laughs> so so Mark, how how do you share that credibility? How do people to to see you? How do you get your brand out? What's your what's your marketing plan?
3: Well, Mitchell, you and I have talked about this offline at times. I'm I'm a big believer in what I call the testimonial economy. I I believe, you know, as you know, I wrote a book a while ago that that talked about the impact of social and digital media on our business cultures and and personal branding. And, and even back then, the, the, the number of spammers and self promoters was exhausting. And, and I knew I never wanted to be that guy. And, and, and I didn't want to be always selling my friends, um, my newest service or my newest book and And so I decided to let my work speak for itself through, through other human beings that had experienced working with me and just let them do all the talking for me. And, and, uh, and ultimately it's paid off. I mean, 90% of our business still comes to referrals, but, but of course, you know, you, we have to get out there. We have to prove, um, especially at my, you said not old, but my old age, we have to remain relevant and, and, Cr- instant credibility is is still on demand all the time social proof of your capabilities is is required every minute of every day and so i you know i still blog i still write i i um, entrepreneur forbes uh, harvard business review but nothing matters as much as what people say about me versus what i say about me
0: I agree uh, what where do you spend most of your energy? Social media platform, which is the most relevant for you.
3: Well, I, I'll preface answering that question with: I just came off a social media sabbatical. I decided, um, with some health concerns and stuff, that I didn't need it anymore, and and so I took several months uh, up through January first and just said, "I'm I'm going to back off for a while." and And in some ways, I I missed it. Some ways, I didn't. But now I'm coming back. For, deliberately focused on what works best for me and my team and my business. And and that is undoubtedly LinkedIn.
0: I can't imagine a better answer to that question. So if you're, if you're listening to this, you're a leader at a number of different types of companies, you're sitting back and going, yeah, something's wrong. I can't put my finger on it. I need to fix it. Or even if you go back and say something sucks, it needs to be fixed. Uh you're gonna want to reach out to Mark Babbitt. Mark, how best can people reach out to you?
3: Well, I I'd invite them to to visit workiq.com. That's W-O-R-Q.com. Um and I uh I, I still answer all my own emails um and, and my own tweets and and I'm still very active in the in the digital and social community. Um so uh, so re- please reach out. Email is uh, mark.babbitt at com.
0: Beautiful. And of course, since LinkedIn such a big thing, connect to you on LinkedIn.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, you might get me faster there. Uh, my, my LinkedIn won't have 300 uh, messages in my inbox every morning like, uh, like my email box does.
0: Mark, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today.
3: Thank you, Mitchell.
0: And for those watching, click on the like button, share it with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care everybody. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the aha guy from Aha That. To learn more about Thought Real Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to aha slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call.